next week. See ya. Take care. RT8K News. It's one o'clock, I'm Todd Harding. The top stories. A former Secretary for Security, Regina Yip, says juries shouldn't be used in trials under Beijing's new national security legislation as it's difficult to find impartial jurors. Political leaders in Taiwan call for calm after the Speaker of the City Council in Kaohsiung is found dead in an apparent suicide. And huge peaceful protests continue after curfew across the United States against the police killing of George Floyd. Executive Councillor Regina Yip says juries should not be used in trials under Beijing's new national security legislation for the SAR, as it's difficult to find what she called impartial jurors. When she was security minister in 2003, Mrs Yip put forward national security legislation that would have mandated jury trials in all cases. Beijing has yet to finalise or release details of its legislation, but the New People's Party legislator says using juries would no longer be appropriate. Many recent cases, you can see that many jurors declare they have certain connection with the defendant. You can easily say that uh, I am a, an admirer of certain politician, and then you don't have to serve as juror. You know? So in Hong Kong these days, it's difficult to find truly impartial jurors. So present circumstances might make trial by jury inappropriate. Mrs Yip said Hong Kong could consider ending visa-free access for British citizens if the UK grants British national overseas passport holders greater rights to live there. Britain says it will allow Hong Kongers with BNO status to live and work there for renewable periods of up to a year, providing a pathway to citizenship if Beijing presses ahead with the national security law. Mrs Yip said it would be naive for Hong Kong people to move to Britain right away as they would have to stay for six years to apply for citizenship. She said Hong Kong could hit back. We have a visa waiver agreement with Britain. By giving 30 days notice, Hong Kong could change the agreement, so can the UK. You know, we can limit the stay and the right to work of British nationals in Hong Kong. Not that I am recommending it, but depending on the British measures, if they hurt Hong Kong's interest, Hong Kong government certainly is entitled to take countermeasures. There have been reports of flooding in Chengkwano, Taipo and Sha Tin after over 100 millimetres of rainfall were recorded in parts of Hong Kong. The observatory issued the red rainstorm warning at 7.30 this morning until it was replaced by the amber signal at 11am. More than 11,000 lightning strikes were recorded during that time. Rainfall exceeded 150 millimetres in Saikung, Sha Tin and Taipo and the observatory issued a special notice about rainfall affecting the northern part of the new territories including Pat Hung and Kam Tin. Political leaders in Taiwan have called for calm after the Speaker of the City Council in Kaohsiung was found dead, hours after his close ally, Mayor Hang Guoyu, lost a recall vote. Police say they believe Su Kun Yuan jumped from his 17th floor flat last night and are investigating. Huge peaceful protests have been taking place in cities across the United States against the police killing of George Floyd. In Chicago, an estimated 30,000 people rallied in Union Park to demand police reform. Philadelphia saw its largest protest yet over the death of Mr. Floyd, with crowds chanting, We need justice, we need love. Local journalist Antoinette Lee said after curfew, tensions began to rise. Officials came and they said that people need to, to leave. The tensions started to rise. Protesters and police were facing one another. There was less and less space. 
it was like that for about 20 minutes. I saw a couple of water bottles thrown. I can tell you that a legal observer sort of uh, got in the middle and, and tried to calm everyone down and told them they should back off talking to the protesters. And about four minutes later, I would say that uh, officials, they, they backed off and they said that people can stay here as long as they are peaceful. Tens of thousands of people have taken part in anti-racism protests across the United Kingdom. The protests were illegal under coronavirus lockdown rules, but the police decided not to enforce the restrictions because of the large numbers of people involved. Here's the BBC's Tom Simons. What had been a peaceful protest was largely over when some who'd taken part began throwing missiles and fireworks at a police line outside Downing Street. Police horses were used to regain control and bikes were thrown in their way. One horse may have bolted, galloping ahead of the rest of the unit. Its rider hit her head on a traffic light and she was thrown to the ground. She's among ten officers injured. The Metropolitan Police says there may be further arrests as it investigates what happened in that incident and at other points during the afternoon. You're listening to RTHK. The time is just after five minutes past one. The top editor of the Philadelphia Inquirer has resigned after publishing a headline which equated property damage to the deaths of black people. Stan Wisniewski has apologised for using the words buildings matter too above an article about civil unrest in the US. More than 100 scientists doing research funded by the Facebook founder Mark Zuckerberg say he shouldn't allow President Trump to use the platform to spread misinformation and incendiary statements. Here's the BBC's Stephen Jensen. This appeal comes from scientists funded by the Chan Zuckerberg Initiative, a philanthropic organisation set up by the Facebook founder and his wife. In an open letter, the researchers say the social media platform has failed to follow its own policies by allowing President Trump to spread what they describe as misinformation and incendiary statements. In particular, they object to his use of the phrase, when the looting starts, the shooting starts, referring to the protests following George Floyd's death. Mr Zuckerberg has already faced similar criticism from Facebook employees. He's promised to review the options for how to handle such content. A leading microbiologist has warned that family doctors risk litigation if they fail to arrange coronavirus tests for patients with symptoms who later become seriously ill with COVID-19. Yung Kwok Yung of the University of Hong Kong made the comments after it emerged that a Shatin woman had visited a doctor three times before being tested for the virus. She's now in a critical condition. She's one of seven patients involved in a cluster of cases at the Lek Yun estate. Professor Yoon told a radio program that GPs should still arrange tests even if patients showed only mild symptoms. He again called on the government to substantially increase testing to around 7,500 a day to detect any hidden transmission. He said even a single super-spreading incident could ruin the SAR's previous efforts to contain COVID-19. A mink farm in the Netherlands has gassed all its animals as part of a government-ordered cull at all mink farms where coronavirus had been confirmed. The virus has been found at 10 farms in the Netherlands where minks are being bred for their fur. Here's the BBC's Ariane Skippers. The farm in Deurne in the south of the country is the first to kill its animals, 1,600 mothers and about 8,000 pups. The other nine will follow suit next week. In April, the coronavirus was found at a number of mink farms and later it emerged that two handlers had been infected by the animals in the only known animal-to-human transmission cases since the outbreak began in China. Animal rights organisations had, in vain, tried to stop the cull by going to court. There are about 90 mink farms in the Netherlands, but they are due to be phased out by 2024. 
Mexico has announced it won't join other major oil exporters in extending cuts in production for an extra month. Members of OPEC and other oil producers led by Russia made the decision earlier yesterday to stabilise oil prices. Here's the BBC's Andrew Walker. Countries represented at the video conference have implemented cuts equivalent to about 10% of global sales of crude oil before the pandemic. The original agreement would have allowed them to begin to increase supplies at the end of June. They've now agreed to extend the full curbs by a month. Oil prices, which plunged as the health crisis first spread, have made substantial gains since the cuts came into force. But the Russian energy minister, Alexander Novak, described the market as still fragile. It needed support, he said and it was important that all countries involved in the agreement fully comply with it. In sport, Golf's Asian Tour has announced plans to restart its season in September after a six-month suspension due to the coronavirus. The first tournaments will take place in South Korea, Japan and Taiwan. The tour CEO, Cho Min Tant, said the season may continue into the early part of next year. He said the Hong Kong Open, which was scheduled for November, had been earmarked as one of the last events of the season. Former Olympian Kurt Thomas, the first American to win the World Championship gold in gymnastics, has died from the complications of a stroke. He was 64. His family said he suffered a stroke on May the 24th. Thomas competed in the 1976 Montreal Olympics, but lost a chance to go for a medal in a second Olympics when the Americans boycotted the 1980 Moscow Games. He earned a total of six medals at the 1979 Worlds, an American record for medals at a single Worlds that Simone Biles equaled two years ago. He retired after the US boycott of the Moscow Olympics. To end the news top stories once again, a former Secretary for Security, Regina Yip, says juries shouldn't be used in trials under Beijing's new national security legislation, as it's difficult to find impartial jurors. Political leaders in Taiwan call for calm after the Speaker of the City Council in Kaohsiung is found dead in an apparent suicide, and huge peaceful protests continue after curfew across the United States against the police killing of George Floyd. The news from RTHK. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a journey by a journey which along the way will bring to you new color, new dimension, new value, and a new experience.